0: I heard the story about a, a, a very elderly rich man known for his greed who was declining and finally decided to get serious about his eternal state of affairs. And so he went to the local pastor and inquired about what he needed to do to get right with God. And he said, preacher, I know I haven't been a good man. I've been greedy. I've cheated people out of what was theirs. I haven't darkened the doors of a church since I was a boy and I've never given one cent to a church ever. He said, Pastor, what if I give everything I have left, all my money and all my investments, what if I give all of that to your church? Will that guarantee that I'll go to heaven when I die? The pastor paused and swallowed and said, well, it's worth a shot. Money and churches don't and pastors, I guess, don't always have the best reputation. So as we jump into this topic today, I, I don't want you to think that I'm all about getting your money, uh, but Proverbs, as I said before, Proverbs has a lot to say on this subject. And uh, what we're doing is just open up the book of Proverbs and, and looking at the various topics that it covers, and we can't skip this because it's so prominent uh, in the pages of, uh, of, uh, of Scripture. And it's not just about giving to the church, although that's there and we'll We'll get to that, but I think many times we, uh, we pastors, uh, we preach sermons about money and stewardship and giving to the church and, and to the average person it probably just feels uh, like it's not even remotely possible. Uh, so many people live, live uh, so, with their finances so jumbled up, I, I think giving to God just kind of seems out of the question. Everything's all topsy-turvy, and, and, uh, and that's just kind of, okay, maybe sometime out there somewhere. Can't quite fathom what it might look like or how it might be possible. And so, so many people need a complete overhaul, I think, in, in, uh, in our finances first. And, and the book of Proverbs actually gives us a lot of great principles to, uh, to apply. So as we get into this, and actually there's so much here, it's it's going to be over the next couple of weeks, this week and next week. I want us I want to want to highlight something uh, as as we think about this uh, about Proverbs, and, and we want to I want to keep this in want us to keep this in mind. It, it probably should have uh, mentioned this or talked about this uh, in the first couple of weeks of the series. But but uh, the book of Proverbs, uh, the, the the sayings, these wise sayings that, that that Proverbs says, whether it's on finances or any, it, it's these are principles. Not promises if, if we do these things Then good results are probably going to happen it's, 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 it, They usually follow If we do the wise thing Then, then, then good things usually follow it's, it's wise to live in the way The, uh, the book of Proverbs talks about But, but principles aren't promises Principles are a wise way to live That typically bring good results Promises are true for everyone everywhere all the time so when Proverbs talks about money, we're going to see that there are wise ways to structure our financial lives. And, and, and those principles usually lead to, uh, to great results, right? Uh, the, following these principles in, in Proverbs, usually it's going to be a, a great result. We're going to talk about God's blessing. We're going to talk about it. But, but a lot of people take that as if it's a promise, and uh, these are not guarantees of financial prosperity. Uh, that might result. It uh, certainly will be uh, beneficial in many ways. But these are principles, not promises. I, uh, we've got to keep that in mind as we look at the book of, of Proverbs. That being said, the book of Proverbs says a lot about our relationship with money. Solomon was one of the rich, well, probably the richest person of his day, and uh, he imparted much wisdom on how we use. Uh, how we should use our money, and if we're wise, we'll follow those principles. The problem is, we're not always wise. Maybe we could have testimony time. Has anybody ever made a bad financial move? Uh, okay, oh, you don't have to. Uh, it's it's all right. I think I see that hand. Let's let's just go to prayer right now. Right? No, uh, dealing with finances is is difficult i 've read and they just a few statistics for us this morning uh, aver- Americans average spending a dollar twenty two for every dollar that we earn uh, just so you know that you know isn 't sustainable but uh, anyway i uh, I found that that in when i 've sat down with couples who are getting ready to get married you know premarital counseling uh, a very important usually one whole session if not more, is all about financial stuff because uh, that causes a lot of Conflict. Uh, not only are just preparing for merging the the household, but but usually people handle finances differently, and and uh, uh, so so knowing that ahead of time and and having those those conversation financial matters are usually one piece of the pie, if not a major piece of the pie, when couples uh, get divorced. It's 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 a problem. Uh, about two thirds of, of Americans will retire with less than ten thousand dollars of of annual income from their investments. The average twenty. Eight year old in the United States is $66,000 in debt that's primarily credit cards and student loans and maybe that sounds low I don't know the average American household pays just over $1,200 just in credit card interest in a year uh, $1,200 probably could be spent in other places those are just a few facts and we could go into a whole lot and, and you could give your own probably uh, and, and, and I think I'm just going there in order to show that we could use some help in our financial lives from someone wise. Let, let me say, too, as we jump into this, uh, these are principles, not promises. These are also not salvation issues. We need, to, we need to get that. I mean, getting finances wrong can impact your spiritual life, and you can be drawn away uh, from God because of finance. And there are certainly ways to spend our money that's, uh, that's sinful, right? We can spend our money uh, on sinful things. But, but, uh, but I'm pretty sure, I think it was Dave Ramsey that said something like this. I, I think I got the quote right. It's not a sin if you don't follow scriptural advice on your money. It's just biblically stupid, he says. So, uh, and I think I think Dave, that sounds like something Dave would say, certainly. So, uh, uh, keep, keeping all that in mind, we need to start listening to our new financial advisor, Solomon. Uh, there, there's much uh, uh, here but, uh, but, but I want us to start with the big picture view before we get into some of the details that Proverbs covers with, with how to structure things and, and what are some of the principles we should follow uh, it starts with the big picture view and the first thing is this we have to get our priorities straight we have to look at the, at the big picture and get our priorities straight over and over in Proverbs uh, we, we see it uh, Solomon emphasized that there are many things that are much more important than money. I mean, you know that's right. We're, we're in church, and you'd say that. and Yes, pastor, that's right. But but are we really living like that? If we if we looked at our lives, are we structuring around uh, finances and what they can bring, or are, are, are there other things that are more important? We wrap so much of our lives around getting more money, accumulating more things, but Proverbs says that's just not what needs to be most important. We have to get our priorities straight. And so, I, I mean, I'm going to look through, I mean there's, we're not... We're just scratching the surface and we're still going to look at quite a few uh, scriptures here. If you want to jump around, I'm not going to give you time to sur- sur- uh, search through, uh, through Proverbs. But uh, if you want to jot down the, uh, the, the references and come back to them, they're going to be up there on the screen. We're going to read through them. Uh, but uh, just a few this morning as we think about getting our priorities straight. Proverbs 3, 13 through 15 says, Blessed are those who find wisdom those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies, nothing you desire can compare with her. 1616, how much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver. 2015, gold uh, gold there is and rubies in abundance, but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. 22.1, 22, one, A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. 31.10, A wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. 28, six, uh, 28 verse 6. Better the poor who, whose walk is blameless than the rich whose ways are perverse. Uh, 4, 6 through 9. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom. Though it cost all you have, get understanding. Cherish her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will give you a garland to grace your head and present you with a glorious crown. Uh, 9 verse 12, if you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. 11, 28, those who trust in their riches will fall but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. 23, 4 and 5, do not wear yourself out to get rich. Do not trust in your own cleverness. Cast but a glance at riches and they are gone, for they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. 16.8, better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. Over and over and over again. I know that's, that's a lot and that's not even close to all of the verses we could look at in, in Proverbs, but I want you to see how important this is to God, so many things are more important than financial gain. A good reputation, it says. Uh, our relationships, uh, living a blameless, righteous life. There's so much more important that, uh, that that will last longer than our bank account's bottom line. Uh, ultimately, following wisdom. We see that over and over again. Being wise, it, it's so much more valuable than pursuing wealth and riches. And and in following wisdom, and, and uh, we see this too, following wisdom, you may... Well, end up with financial blessings, but but that's not the point. The truth is reiterated over and over in the Bible, not just in Proverbs, but in the Bible. And and even Jesus himself in the Gospels, he tells us the most important things uh, in life are to love God with all your heart and to love the people in our lives, right? He also says that we can't store up treasure on earth because it's just going to deteriorate. Instead, we need to store up treasure in heaven. He says, or as one translation puts it, be rich toward God. Matthew 6.21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Uh, Brandy Alcorn wrote a little book uh, several years ago now called The Treasure Principle. In that, he emphasizes uh, more than once that our hearts go with our money. Whatever you invest in, you care about. You give your time and attention to. If you've uh, bought uh, uh, stock in Apple or GM or whatever, then you're probably going to be tracking that stock to see how you're doing. Maybe you've got a 401k at work, and you're, you're you get those statements. You probably don't just pitch them in the trash. You look and see how that's how that's going for you. Maybe you've uh, you're, you're looking to buy a new car, or, or you're looking into and you're researching and doing all that because you're about to put a, put down a chunk of change, and so you need to look at that. Maybe you've maybe you you've sponsored a child in uh, in. Third world uh, country somewhere And so you receive letters Maybe you go back and forth Your heart uh, goes there Your attention is is drawn to that If you haven't sponsored a child And and that uh, peaks something There's right out on the pallet wall out there Through Nazarene Compassionate Ministries You can do that for just 30 bucks a month There's my shameless plug Uh, Maybe, you know, whatever it is Good, bad, or otherwise What we spend our money on Where we put our treasure Our hearts follow that So what are you invested in? ultimately, God wants your heart. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. God isn't interested in donors for his kingdom. He wants disciples who are wholeheartedly committed to him. And part of that being wholeheartedly committed to him is going to affect your financial Life we 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 have to get our priorities straight we have to pursue God with all of our hearts we have to trust him with our life it all starts there we've got to get those priorities straight it's how we foolproof our financial life it starts with getting God to be the most important thing in our lives and making that commitment to him I don't know if you saw the 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 movie uh, about the McDonald's I think the movie was called The Founder Uh, Ray Kroc maybe you saw that a few years ago um uh, he, he, uh, they, they, they say one thing that Ray Kroc used to say. He said that there, uh, there are three, uh, most impo- the three most important things in his life, he said, were God, his family, and McDonald's. Some of you might identify with that. Maybe that's how he, it uh, pans out for you too. No, he, he said uh, three most important things in his life were God, his family, and McDonald's. But that when he got to the office, the order was reversed, he said. Uh, Solomon tells us is that we can never reverse the order ever our relationship with God must come first and determine everything else we do in life including how we handle our money And actually, how we handle our money uh, shows whether we're getting our priorities straight, right? Uh, Old-time preachers used to say, show me your checkbook and I'll show you where your heart is, right? Well, now, you know, nobody has a checkbook anymore, right? So I guess it's wherever your Bitcoin is living. But no, I'm just kidding, whatever. But uh, uh, sometimes how we handle our finances, many times we can look at that and see if our priorities are straight. Is your relationship with God your top priority? If so, your finances will show it. We've got to get our priorities straight. Proverbs tells us that over and over again. It also says that when those priorities are straight, then another thing that talks a whole lot about is that we need to be generous. We need to give. There's 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 a lot dealing uh, in in Proverbs with the with the issue of generosity. Uh, Solomon says that it's wise to give. It's wise to help the poor and the oppressed. Uh, it's foolish to be greedy. He says uh, again a a big list here, but uh, I want to read just a, a few of these these Proverbs. Uh, Fifteen twenty seven. The greedy bring ruin to their households. 16, One who oppresses the poor to increase his wealth, and one who gives gifts to the rich, both come to poverty. Twenty-eight, twenty-two. the stingy are eager to get rich and are unaware that poverty awaits them. Uh, 3, 9, and 10, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Three, twenty-seven and 28, uh, don't withhold good from those to whom it's due when it is in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you when you already have it with you. whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. 28.27, those who give to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. And 11.25, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I I, I love that that last one. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Refresh. generosity is a key part of how we live uh, live out our mission in life and how we live our mission as a church Right? talking about loving people to life generosity is a, is a huge part of that giving to those in need not oppressing people because of our own selfishness avoiding greed honoring God with our money a, a stingy life has long term consequences generosity is life giving and it's, it, it's also, uh, it's, uh, those who are generous, Proverbs says, are rewarded. Again, let me reiterate, this is not a promise of financial gain. Solomon is not preaching a prosperity gospel. He's simply saying that applying these principles, uh, will, it, it tends to lead toward a, uh, a blessed life. A generous life is a blessed life. If you refresh others, not hoarding what you have, but being generous, it will refresh your life. And not just in financial ways, but it will refresh your life in so many ways. We, uh, we think about those things, and many times we thank God for providing for all these things. Uh, uh, pastor, author, and, and former general superintendent in the Church of the Nazarene, uh, the late Dr. Stan Toller uh, once wrote uh, these words. He said, I would like to bring a bit of caution here on the subject of material blessings. God cares for our needs just as he cares for the flowers of the field and the birds of the air, but the object of material blessings can get unclear in a hurry. Some things we consider blessings are actually distractions. The very things we praise God for distract us from serving him, reading his word, and growing in a relationship with him. When we give thanks to God for material blessings, let us keep the proper perspective. Let us praise him for food, shelter, and family. And you can even praise him for high-speed internet and satellite TV. Just don't get distracted by them, he says. We're not generous so that we can get when we We hinder the work of God though uh, in our lives and through our lives uh, when we're selfish and greedy or or when we haven't positioned ourselves financially in order to be able to be generous We're truly robbing ourselves of the joy of giving and the people that we could be generous to. had we arranged things differently, those people are now missing out on the blessing that we could. Give to them. I was, I was talking to someone uh, this spring who had just received her, her stimulus check, right? 1200 bucks, nothing to sneeze at, very helpful. Uh, this person uh, lives a simple life, I guess we could say, and, and her response when she got the, the $1,200 check, she, she started going through her list of people and ministries that she follows and supports, and she started writing checks, she said I just had so much fun today figuring out who I could give all that money to, she said. It was the best day of her week, maybe of of the pandemic, I don't know. Generosity. Maybe uh, more than once I've I've felt compelled to give to a worthy cause, but but then I've had to hold back because of some obligation that I'd already made or or some place that I'd already stretched myself too thin and so I didn't have it I didn't have the financial margin in order to be able to be generous. Because of poor planning, I robbed myself of the joy of participating with God in what he was doing. I mean, it's a, I, I would think that most of you know at some point it's a blast to give. We, we, it's, it's, it's awesome to give, to help uh, meet needs as God directs, and following his principles help us get positioned financially so that we can be generous. Again, we're going to look at some of those uh, specifics uh, uh, and, and what Proverbs has to say about some of those things. And the principles, we'll look at a lot of those next week because we just don't have time today. Uh, but, but there's one more thing that I want us to, uh, uh, to, to look at today as we look at this big picture of, uh, of, of the financial principles that Solomon lays out. We've got to get our priorities straight. We've got to be generous. And part of being generous is, is the idea of giving to God. And, and Solomon uses a term there uh, called first fruits. We, we read about it in, in Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. It was in that list. I want to go back to it and, and spend a couple of minutes on it here. It says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Well, those of us that aren't farmers, I guess we can just not worry about that one, right? Because uh, that's talking about fruit, and it's talking about crops, and that's not us. No. No. This is a, a principle that's reiterated throughout Scripture. Uh, the people of God giving first to God. It, it, giving to God off the top before we use money for our own needs and wants. It, it, in other places, uh, the Bible talks about and, and actually puts a, a percentage to it and talks about a tithe. And that's what they were joking around about there at the beginning with, the, uh, with that video. 10% of what we make off the top given to God. A a first fruits tithe. I like the story of the uh, uh, two guys who were shipwrecked on a deserted island. Uh, They were in the South Pacific and literally nothing around. They barely made it to this place and just a a patch of sand with one palm tree and, and that was it. And this, this one guy was just going nuts, and he was crazy, and what are we going to do? And, and uh, we are going to die here, and there's not even water to drink, and the sun is beating down, and, and it's just, it's just uh, the worst thing ever, and uh, what are we going to do, what are we going to do? And he turned to his, his friend, uh, they had barely made it to, the, uh, to this little sandy beach, and uh, they, and this guy is sitting with his back up against the one palm tree, with his head uh, his hat down over his head, and he's snoozing. And the other guy says, well, how can you sleep at a time like this? What's, don't you know the awful situation that we're in? And, and the second guy, hat still down over his eyes, he says, sure I do. We're stranded on this island. We're hundreds of miles from anywhere, but don't worry. I make 10 grand a week, he said. The other guy said, well, that doesn't matter right now. We're stranded on a desert island. It doesn't matter how much you make. He said, no, no, wait, wait. I make 10 grand a week, and I tithe. My pastor will find us. As your pastor, I care about whether you give God your first fruits, but maybe not for the reason that you're thinking. It's not about the money. It's not about keeping the lights on at church or paying the mortgage or paying the bills or whatever. A first fruits offering is all about worship. I care about your soul, your spiritual well-being. I care deeply about you finding favor with God and giving God your first fruits. Giving God off the top before anything else is what Solomon calls honoring God with your wealth. Being generous with God is not a charitable contribution. It's an act of worship. Solomon says over and over and over again, so many things are much more important than than money. He says we need to get our priorities straight. He says uh, part of getting our priorities straight is being generous, helping those in need, giving to God through others and meeting the needs of people, not being stingy and, and selfish and hoarding things for ourselves. And he says we need to honor God with our wealth, with the first fruits, right off the top. These are principles that are wise, not a guarantee of a a windfall, certainly, but a guarantee of a blessing that God will bless us in many, many ways as we get the the, the principles straight and our priorities straight in our relationship with God, even as it relates to our money. Father God, we thank you for the practical nature of Scripture. We thank you for the way that... uh, that, that, that your word speaks to the the day to day issues that we face lord as we as we think about our finances lord so so many times it, it brings so much stress and heartache and, and we've we 've talked today and, and experienced your your peace uh, even in, in our in our souls today but but lord as we, if we think about our finances, so many people would not use the word peace or calm, but they 'd use words like stress and worry and Lord, I just pray that you will help us to get this right, that we can follow wise principles. And it might take a while to, uh, to, to reallocate things and to get back on track, but Lord, I just pray that, that, that you will uh, enable us to, to, uh, to get our priorities straight, that you'll speak to us. And those who, who may need to, uh, to adjust them, some things, Lord, I pray that your spirit would, would continue to nudge until that happens. I pray that you'll show us ways even this week, maybe even today, when we can be how we can be generous. Generous with our lives, generous with our money, generous with with whatever you've given to us in order to meet needs around us. Lord, I pray that you would provide that that your blessings, that your refreshing would come as we refresh those around us. Lord, we thank you again for your word. We thank you for your church. We thank you for who you are and what you are doing in our lives.